Before we sort of uh, get any further, I like to talk a little bit about uh, partner with our show, Cloud Fantasy. Cloud Fantasy is a go-to daily fantasy sports platform for esports fan all across North America. Users have a chance to watch and win cash by competing in a skill-based single-day prize pool-based contest revolving around predicting the outcomes and a player's performance within a professional matchup. again to spread the good news of the LCS, try to convince you to be a fan, whether you want to be a player fan, whether you want a, to be a, um, you know, just a fan of a team. We have it all. And today we have a special guest to help us give our attention to a team that nobody gave a chance at. But hey, they went 3-0 and against the best teams of the LCS so far. And yet people... You know, you got to give this team a little bit more respect. Now, what I will do will say something that I do like about them is they are stepping up in their content game. So I have our special guest today. You know him, Cloud Siki. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to, to be talking about Shopify. It's uh, what I like doing. <laughs> well, I would say that you probably don't need no introduction because the shows that you're putting up on YouTube, on the social media is really, um, you know, hyped up this uh, hyped up our region. We need a lot more than that. And you're probably more popular. We so we're just hoping you, to have you on the other end this time where I'm the one asking questions. You are the one answering. Andreas also with us today. How are you doing, Andrea? Hi, I'm doing great. Very excited. <laughs> I really like the Shopify team. It's really fun to watch them beat teams that they shouldn't be beating and then completely lose their minds and randomly pick Zion Mead, even though why are we picking Zion Mead? Because our best player literally, why are we putting him on Zion? Hello. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Oh, man. We are, we are absolutely excited to have you here to explain us to us all about that Zion pick too. But let's first, I'll give you the floor, Cloud. Um, how did you get your start into the LCS? Like what drew you in? What made you become a fan? And then what drew you to this new organization that just got introduced into the LCS this year? So yeah, uh, a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Cloud Sitki. So you were asking like, where's that Sitki come from? That's a weird name. It's just my last name. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I've been playing the game since like, late 2009 when it first uh, was still in beta uh, i had a friend who had access to one of the copies i don't know how he got it but i was playing and then when it released he told me to download it i didn't so i would just come over to his place to play um until eventually i got it i was playing on and off for most of the time but i really started watching probably 2013 worlds um that was really hype i was really impressed and then i started watching lcs um a little bit here and there like i'd watch the finals 
then in 2015, I don't think since 2015, I probably haven't missed a game of LCS. Wow. Um, I would say the same about EU LCS when it was still a thing. When it became the LEC, I think I didn't watch as much. But yeah, I've, been, I've watched a lot of League of Legends. I've also played a lot of League of Legends. So that's where my passion for League of Legends comes. My passion for Shopify is um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of twofold. One, I like the players. So Insanity is someone that I I really like when he first joined IMT. 2021 i was a fan i liked what he was doing um where i like revan as well i think he's a very smart coach last split he really proved himself taking a team that people had bought like people had him 10th and he was one game away from beating like uh eg right no one expected that everyone was saying 3-0 so i i like what he did with that team uh the owner tlo is a super cool guy known him since his team liquid days um although not a huge StarCraft um, fan, but I still knew about him. And what Shopify is doing that's different than other teams is that they're not here to inflate their value, sell the team off, and then make profit, right? They already have a company. They're Shopify, mm-hmm. right? Rebe- Shopify Rebellion is just like a marketing arm for Shopify. And so their main goal is for people to learn about Shopify, is for people to become fans of Shopify. So the next time they make a website or something like that, they'll use Shopify because they're associated with that. Uh, brand and so unlike other teams that are willing to like break their backs and just go all in and then sell two years later they're actually here for the long run because it makes sense for them to build fans rather than to win right it's not i'm not saying they don't want to win but that's not their number one goal their number one goal is make fans and fans they have made absolutely that's awesome to hear i mean just to know that and the efforts is really felt right because before even the start of the season people were wondering what is their aim they're taking over a spot from a a a lcs legacy team like the tsm and they're coming in and what are we to expect right we don't know Uh, but what i will say is so far what i've seen from them is exciting they are not immortals (laughs) immortals <laughs> i'm just gonna kick that down there and we're gonna have a guest soon about immortals and see what they're saying about that uh and there's an investment there's a true investment of wanting to be here uh league of legends is not the only sports that they that they um have right on the esports scene i remember rocket league is there anything else that they're involved in they are involved in dota oh, Dota. they in fact took the the evil geniuses legacy though that seem famously <laughs> so they have they right now they have like the legacy EG player which is um rtc so <laughs> he's still playing for them <laughs> oh oh interesting uh so they are hoping to become a household name if you will in the esports world and especially with lcs what I've seen so far, it's it's not a marketing ploy, like you mentioned. It's not something just to advertise, but uh, they're in, they're invested in their players. Now, when they put the team together, I was like, I, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. I didn't give them very highly, but oh my gosh, so far four weeks, there's some amazing things that can. There's there's great potential here, and so I'm going to give you the floor to kind of talk about. You know, what drew you in? What was the first thing that kind of drew you in as a fan? And how do we become a fan of this team? Or maybe we become a fan of some of these players we want to have our investment in. So I I will say, I think if that Team Liquid played uh, week four, day two against Shopify, if Shopify wins that game, Shopify is third place in the LCS. A big reason why people feel might not feel too strongly um, like want to be fans of Shopify is because, oh, they're bottom place. But they don't understand how close the league is. 
literally that one win and they're mm-hmm. third and people aren't saying what they're saying about Shopify, right? They're like, oh, they're going to miss playoffs. It's like, oh, maybe they won't. And so obviously that didn't happen. So we live in a different world. But the thing is, when you first watch LCS and everyone's playing normal and then you see Zach mid and Zach mid gets a solo kill and it, it looks like it's working, like that <laughs> drives you to a team, right? Do I really want to watch Azir versus Oriana again and again and again? Or do I want to watch this guy who's going to pull out the Zach, pull out the Garen? Sometimes it doesn't work, right? You could say a lot of times it doesn't work, which is probably why a lot of people are not too hyped about them because they're not winning the games. But what's really cool is they can pick the Oriana and beat the number one team. They can also pick Zach mid. They can also pick Scion. They can play these weird picks, which to them, obviously, it's not like they're just trolling. It's like, oh, we actually think that we can get an edge in draft that you don't understand. And when the opposing team does not understand what's happening, that brings a lot of hype because if the team doesn't know how to play against it, chances are the fans haven't seen it played either. And so the fans are like much more engaged. And so I just think that Shopify games have been very exciting. Um, and you always see like the graphic always goes off when Shopify are playing like LCS live patch. Like, did you catch it? You know, because really we're, we're playing some of the, some of the coolest champions. I think Insanity has played the most diverse mid lane champ pool. Um, and, uh, winning will come in time, I think. But, uh, I, I think the fact that the games are exciting should be enough. Oh, that's absolutely true. Andrea, do you have anything to add? And I know you've uh, resonated with some of the things that Cloud has mentioned. I mean, well, what Shopify did was basically they took the TSM, what was left of TSM, I guess, um, which is what was left of TSM, which was basically the Boogie Insanity uh, duo that was very, very strong. That was literally the win condition for TSM last year. And then they supplemented it with, um, what is it? Was the well, like we'll consider the C9 challengers or the DSG code, the ZRG core, which is Sazel and Fake and Fake code. I will also they also pick up Tomio, which was by the way also part of that core. So they pick up the disguise core and mixed it with the TSM core and made something special, something new. Uh, I think this team has really the potential to make the most fun games possible in the LCS just because of the players, even. I think the first few games of I play that they lost, I even thought like they were so competitive. Uh, particularly Turtle, when Turtle was playing, he was probably the only Lucian that actually impressed me in the LCS. Like he was the only one that was actually playing the champion the way you're supposed to play it to win. And unfortunately, like they kind of got upscaled most of those games. But like uh, the the idea was there, no. And I think uh, also I'm being Mm, okay, I don't know how to feel about Vivo yet, but he has had some standout games. He has had some games where he's not that mm, doing that much, but like he's not like I was all that detrimental to the team. What I do think <laughs> the, the the Zion me thing <laughs> definitely is something <laughs> that we don't need to see so much. I love Boogie. I think he's a great carry player. I think he's fantastic but like we need insanity to also have the ability to to, to carry some of the weight because the, they are literally the players that are going to make this team so like fake is a great facilitator Saisal is a great shot caller and a great leader so they need to have some more consistent damage in the mid lane and just tanks well the tanks are fun and like they, they give you all this flexibility in a strategy i don't think insanity is one of their win conditions and <laughs> if it's not working if not working <laughs> 
he lives up to his name. He's insane. <laughs> He's insane. He is. <laughs> uh, no, you, you brought up a point that I just uh, remembered. You, like they, you said, they took over the TSM team. So when they didn't bring back Chime, I was like kind of iffy about that. Chime was one of their best players. But mm-hmm. uh, Zazel yeah, is a very I, smart player. The thing that Zazel gives your team is leadership. Uh, he was basically, I mean, he won the finals MVP for the NACL split in which he played with these guys for a reason. Like, he was really that important to, to, to that team. And I think that's the reason why he was chosen. Mm-hmm. And obviously, also, they chose Tomio to have him on to play under boogies. Like, he's a substitute that they want to up, bring up. They maybe are interested in seeing potentially putting him in in the future. So there, there's also that. Tomio already has worked with Seizel and with Fakewood, like, for a year. So... Hmm. They have that going on. Okay, they have that connection. So, Cloud, why don't I let you kind of talk us through like each player, like what is something that you know why we should be a fan of theirs, or you know something that stood out to you, starting from your favorite and then all going all the way down. Uh, sure, I'll start with Fake God. Um, Fake God is underperforming. Like I'll say it straight out, he's not playing to mm-hmm. the caliber that he yep. knows that he holds himself. And um, I would liken Fake Fake God to um, basically. A lot of people have went through their lives and had a lot of difficulty, and he's went through a lot of difficulty. Like, he came in in 2018, uh, like, end of 2018, beginning of 2019. He was the number one prospect, like, um, in, in the scouting grounds. People were very hyped about him. He goes to challengers. He gets put into the LCS before he's really ready because of that whole, like, 2019, like, um, 100 Thieves, like, just benching all their players, mm-hmm. having to bench some days so that they could put Rio in because they didn't have shot calling and whatnot. And so he wasn't really ready and he really didn't do well. And then he got another shot on, on Dignitas. And again, he didn't do well. He, he did well actually for, for the first part. Mm-hmm. And he was actually like MVP candidate, but people don't remember that. The Jonathan? He was player of the week. <laughs> no, no, no. This wasn't the Jonathan. He was in 2021 and he was player of the week. I remember this exactly because he David EG that, that exact same week. Uh, Dignitas was super, super That's hot right. in the spring 2021. It was the yeah. team, the all North American team with Soligo and Neo and Aframu. And Fagel was yeah. doing really, really well there. People don't remember because of what came after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what came after wasn't that great. And uh, even he, he knows it and he, he wanted to retire. You know, he left, he went back to school and he decided, hey, I don't want to leave on a on such a sore note. I I know I have more to to, to do. And he came back and he won, you know, uh, the Challengers League or Academy when it was still Academy with C9. Uh, and then he won Challengers with um, DSG. And so uh, if you think of a lot of, if you stop his story, you might think, oh, he's not a very good player. But the thing is, like, if you stop Dokla's story when he was an Optic and then he he, get, he gets benched and he moves down and takes mm-hmm. him a very long time, yeah. like, then he's not a good player. He's not an LCS winner. He's not a quarterfinalist at Worlds. And so I think Fate got you still have to let the rest of his story play out. And I think that he has a lot left in the tank. Um, yeah. That's a very good analogy. I remember very well Dokla before he was, uh, you know, before they, they he, he worked his way up. I was not convinced once he came back to the LCS, but he's super, he just proved me wrong right off the bat when he got in with uh, CLG and then now NRG. Uh, so that's that's a fantastic story uh, backstory, and these are some of the things we want to learn more about the players. We want to hear more, so we know they're not just athletes, esports athletes. They have identity and that we can connect with. So that's awesome to hear. 
Uh, anything else about Fake God, or are you ready to move on to your next player? Uh, I, I That is one of the things that I want to do, is I want to show player personalities. Whether it's through interviews, whether through specific documentaries that I do of the players, it's it's showing what's not on the screen. It's showing when they're not playing the champion, and not just when they are playing a champion on a screen. Well, lucky, luckily for you, um, we have a solution to that, and it's called... Um, csprofiles.com slash player slash fake god where we have selected very important data about fake god like the fact that he is very popular with moms <laughs> <laughs> and he also doesn't like pineapple and pizza um yeah he does so, not oh <laughs> so remember lcsprofiles.com fake god is one of the few uh Shopify players we have i think we only have him and Oh, insanity! In, I guess we have. You have insanity. Apparently, mm -hmm. I didn't know this. <laughs> I, I'm very good at keeping this website, guys. Um, yeah, I didn't know this. But this yeah, is a you very, can go uh, to precious LCS project to Andrea. Com, mm -hmm. Find out more about lcsprofile.com. Uh, fake God, insanity, and Tomio. Yes, that's all I had to say. Add, <laughs> add break. <laughs> I mean, I may or may not have used it when I was making his video. So. <laughs> Damn. <Ooh. laughs> Today I learned. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, who's next? Uh, I think we can just go down the line. We can do Boogie. Let's go with Boogie. Yeah. Let's go with Boogie. Boogie is a very interesting player because mm -hmm. he's actually really good. Like you don't win two different regions and almost win a third. Like go to game five if you're not good. You know, you you don't end up with that much success. You can maybe fluke yourself one finals, two finals, but you you don't just keep winning if you're not good. And I think one big challenge is really unleashing Boogie. Um, so back in TSM, when he joined, he was the only Korean. So mm. the head coach at that time was Chowie, the mid laner was Maple, and Boogie's English, like, even if it's good, he's not fluent. And so he's not able to express himself like all the time. And he wasn't able to make friends with, with the team that he was playing on. Mm. And the complaint that he said when talking to Chowie is, it, this is the first time I play on a team where I don't have at least another Korean with me. And I felt very lonely. And that you could see, mm -hmm. like TSM didn't even make it to playoffs that split. Move on to next split, he has a Korean on his team. He has um, Revan, the coach. And you can see that his play became better. Obviously, he was playing with Insanity and Ruby came in, so there were more Koreans on the team. But you could see him take the more carry role. And that's what he played back when he was on the PCS or in the LGL. He's a carry player. His tanks don't like leave a lot to uh, be desired. No, no, no. So I actually have a history with Boogie because he played in the LLA, which is my region. <laughs> yeah. And I watched him absolutely destroy that league. Like he was by far the most dominant player. Well, yeah, he was by far the most dominant player when he debuted in, in the LLA. He was a literally one man army there. And his team never won <laughs> because his teammates usually weren't that good. But he was capable of making his teams push up so, so high. And he, and he worked really, really hard. Like he was playing a lot of solo queue. He was like always in the top 10 of solo queue with the IGN, my dream LCS, right? So he, he, we know he wanted to play in LCS. He worked so hard to be here. So that's something that I really like about Boogie. But... I also obviously have that bias because I watched him play in LNA. I know how good I. When everyone was like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" You guys don't know about Boogie. You you guys are about to find out. This guy is so so good. And I was so happy when he got to show on because so many people were saying, 
he's gonna get subbed out by Svenskeren at the middle of the split or something because TSM had that dual roster going on. And I was like, no, 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 guys, guys, trust me, this guy's good. And we all know that, that Bui is very, very good indeed. I, I loved yeah. your video on him, by the way, the one about the fear you made. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, looking back at it, I, I could have done it a lot better, but um, I, he, he's like such a good Nocturne player that I was like, okay, I, ha I have to do it. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. I, I adore. Thank you. But yeah, I think Boogie is really unleashed in this team. Um, you know, get him on carries, maybe not every game, so we don't have to have Scion mid every game. But, you know, uh, his, his brand wasn't the greatest. He, he had a lot of kills, but he kept missing a lot of his cues. Um, but this is sort of stuff that you just get better with at time. Like, Boogie's never really played on this um, style of a team. And so I do think that there's some time to mm, adapt. Yeah, adjustment period. But I think once this team is firing on all cylinders, once once all the players are playing together well, you will see a much more polished version of Shopify. Wonderful. And just learning and hearing more about, you know, having had that key, having a friendship, having someone to communicate with is, and you know, we don't think about these things because we don't see anything beyond just the riff. And I think that's that's a very great point to know that maybe now he's able to show a little bit more of himself. Um at this point, I still don't see any other Koreans like player on the team, right? B-Boy. B-Boy. Oh, B-Boy. <laughs> How did I coach. miss that? <laughs> I, I always associated him with EU, but we'll get oh, there. Misfits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So uh, next on the list. The... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you no, have something? Okay, okay. No, no, no. Continue. Going tiny. Things. Next on the list. Uh, you know, I, I, it's weird. I have this person on, on X or Twitter just asking me who's the best mid in LCS and why is it insanity? I mean, <laughs> is this person impersonating you or, you know, just someone who just really, really love insanity? Um, so that's a question that's thrown to you, Cloud. I don't know who that person is, but he, he's on the right mindset. I completely agree. Insanity is the best, not because he's the best at laning, not because he's the best at roaming, not because he's the best at... A very specific thing. I think Jojo by far is our best laner. He breaks the game through his lane. You'll see him having like CS advantages like when he played against Palafox last weekend. Palafox, nope. that was really rough, you know, Jojo. But um, he's not a Jojo pion. But what he is, is that he understands matchups and he plays a variety of champions that will warp the game. And that's how Insanity sort of gets a lead. And the reason it's special is because no one else does that. You have players like Chovy, you have players like Showmaker, who can get have this like lane kingdom, you know, like perks of old, you have caps, but you we've never really had a person who said, oh, you want to play like this Orianna? You're the best Orianna in the world? I'm going to play Zac. You don't know how to play this matchup? I'm going to solo kill you. Not because I'm a, Zac is a better champion, but because you don't know the matchup that I do, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And that was so where you <laughs> Yeah. Like even before the game, uh, Jensen was saying, I played a 1v1 with Whippo. Zach versus Ori and I was winning it. I was like, okay, this is going to be easy. And then he goes in and he's like, wait, he's playing it so differently <laughs> than what I thought. <laughs> Even top laners don't know how to play that matchup. Fantastic. And so it, it, that sort of gap, no one else has, you know, like you can build these incremental gaps that win you the game. And Insanity, in my opinion, has one of the biggest gaps where you can pull out anything. Like you, you want to play Azir? Oh, I might play Azeroth. I might play Graves mid. You never know, right? I might play Sejuani mid. I'm going to have to look at his whole history. I'm just pulled up his stats this year so far. Played Zach mid. He's played Oriana mid. He's played Akali mid. Corky. Garen. 
<laughs> and Scion. <laughs> now, we, we talked about like how he should play as much Scion, but he has the best win rate right now on a Scion. I don't know if that's going to dissuade him from pulling out a Scion. Does he really? Uh, but, mm, he won two out of his three times he picked Scion. <laughs> okay. I... Uh, bad, but... Oh my gosh, he lives up to his name, right? You you get a lot of these players with their names and you get an idea of who they are and then you see them play. And most people, whether it's the team or the organization or coaching, they always, almost always default back to the meta. But I think he has free reign to kind of... It's not just random to it and he's not relying on solo queue data. He knows something about the matchup or he knows this opponent. Now he's playing the opponent, not the champ. So... I wonder if that's his mindset. Do you do you have any insight on that? Do you have any like under uh, just watching him play, like what his style? So yeah, I, actually, I, I talked to him and I asked him about that, and he said, "I actually prefer the meta champions. I just play <laughs> what I think is the best in this comp, right?" And so mm-hmm. if he thinks that he can play Scion against an Ori and he can just build uh, Kanek Rookern and he will take zero damage, mm-hmm. he's gonna do it and he's gonna win the game, you know. And, and so I, I think it's just a matter of like. He doesn't look at the meta champions as those are the strong champions. He looks at the whole roster of champions like, okay, what is strong here mm-hmm. and plays that. And so I, I really like that mindset because it will catch your opponent off guard and you can't prepare for everything. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one way that you cannot ban him out. You just have to hope that they can match up well with him. But he's he's growing on me. Thank you. He's growing on me. He's another player who has a very similar story to Dokla where, mm-hmm. you know, he he was he almost didn't play league like he was he was on um team liquid academy but he didn't get a spot because what happened was in 2018 franchising happened and so the starting mid laner for team liquid ended up becoming their their academy so it was it was uh, Mickey a Korean player and Po Belter became their, their their starter and so he didn't have a spot but then half uh after spring Mickey left and so he finally got his spot on the academy roster and then he moved to um, IMT's uh, academy roster. Okay. And then there was like this whole like debacle with their main roster. They ended up getting subbed <laughs> in for like a mm-hmm. portion of the split. Next year in 2021, he gets to start. He didn't have the greatest showing, but he showed that he could play a lot. He had to go back down into academy. He was on um, Dignitas Academy. He actually made the finals to play against C9. No, they lost he, 3-1. He actually went back to amateur. They threw him down Oh, yes, you're right. Amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he went back down to amateur first. He all the way back. He yeah. went crawl back. It's actually wild. Yeah, and, and then he made it back onto Dignitas. Like that. Yeah, and then he made it back and then he said, no, I am good. And he showed on Dignitas exactly. Uh, they went to finals. And then Dignitas so. dropped their academy team. And so he went from like yeah. tier three, like you said, to tier two, to not having a team. And only because like circumstance happens that Ruby's yeah. visa doesn't come, Indeed. that he gets a starting shot. And if that doesn't happen, maybe he just retires and people are like, oh, Insanity wasn't that good. But now people look at Insanity and like, he has a lot of fans for good reason. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. Wow. And I mean, That's a story of perseverance right there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the insanity cool. career is kind of really, really well, legitimately. Like you look at it and think, how did this happen? But yeah, happened. <laughs> I'm really glad that I'm, we have him. I'm really glad that the LCS gets to have insanity. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. I mean, whew. Uh, we hope to continue growing to know more and more of him and seeing more wild picks and seeing them win on it. That would be very exciting. That will be exciting. All right. Uh. 
we got up next the guy who I didn't know was Korean B-Boy. <laughs> so B-Boy also played in watch. LLA, by the way. So I actually am familiar with him. He did, yeah. There. He played in the same year as uh, Boogie, too. So they, they play in different teams, but play oh against each gosh. other. Yeah. <laughs> it's LLA talent, baby. <laughs> No, um, I mean, Revan yeah. played in LLA too. So, I mean, we have a lot of LLA talent. <laughs> That's exciting I, to see. I well, tell us about B-Boy. Um, yeah, so B-Boy, B-Boy is an enigma a little bit because um, I have not watched much B-Boy. But what I have done is I watched people who watched a lot of B-Boy. <laughs> um, and I, I also watched CB Lol in 2023. Not so much um, as like LCS, for example, but... You know, I'm a paint gaming fan in mm, general, so and so he was on paint gaming. So I was I was able to, to to watch a bunch of his games, and he did not inspire much confidence in me. He seemed like I, I watched him in 2019, I think, when he was playing on Misfits. I watched him before that when he was playing on mm-hmm. JDG, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, in the LPL. And he just I never thought, oh man, this AD carry is awesome. Like if he comes to the LCS, like Prince, for example. Like when you think Prince went back when he was still in the LCK, you're like, oh man, if he comes to NA, he's gonna kill it, you know? Those are the types of player that I think are worth importing. Bevoid never inspired me, and I never thought that he was good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then, especially on Pain, I felt like he he was a deftly, you know? He he just did his job. Uh. And sometimes he was just a little too aggressive. And that's not the best thing to do as an AD carry. Later on, I found out that he was a big primary shot caller. And so he was doing it because he was the one starting the fights. Um, I didn't know that because I went through the whole pain gaming documentary and he spoke like two words in like 10 episodes and they were in Korean. And I was like, okay, so this guy doesn't talk, right? Uh, But apparently like in-game and out-of-game is very different. So um, he is a big big shot caller even on Shopify. And sometimes they're like, okay, you're, you're... you're micromanaging a little too much. We're actually better than the players you're playing with. You don't have to do that. Um, but he's he's shown up. Like like what you were saying, Wild Turtle was the best Lucian. I think Andrea was saying this. Wild Turtle was the best Lucian in, yes. in the West, probably. And you you coming in to replace that, I was worried, okay, maybe this is a Ruby situation again. Where <laughs> Insanity and Ruby start to play, you bring in a Korean player, and then you end his career because no one's going to pick him up after that. But it wasn't. He showed up. He played very well. He's very good mechanically. He's very solid, and I'm very pleased with him. And, uh, you know, I publicly uh, apologize for doubting him. So, Wow. No, he, he, he has a reputation. Our Oracle Elixir Discord uh, people are not shy about their opinion on Bevoy. And so I think it was fair to see coming what? in, but then he's he played really well on what? Varus, on... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Prime, do not see me. I mean, you're talking about Oracle's Elixir. I literally dropped the other day and asked, is Vivoy the best AD in the LCS? <laughs> I... <laughs> but like, then, you're trying to cause a riot. AD are, right now, it's so open. Like, legitimately... Okay, I got to join this uh, Discord now. <laughs> you should join Cloud. Um, uh... ADC is just so open right now. And that was after his Saya game that he went nuts on. By the way, like... That Zaya he played was so stunning. Uh, he beat he beat FlyQuest on the Zaya yeah. against the Smolder. Ooh, people need to figure out this Smolder champ. Uh, but yeah, uh, there is more to him. He's he's not the worst ADC 
in the LCS. At least I don't think, in my opinion, it's so far what he has shown. Really, really. ADC is so stacked the split though. We have so many good AD carries, which is it mm -hmm. makes it very hard to to say, oh, this person's better than that. You know, it's like correct all over the place. Like usually, you say that Berserker is above everyone else. Even Berserker is like kind of not playing at his best, so everyone else is like mm -hmm. stepping up, and it's like, okay, who, who knows who's the best player in the LCS right now? Uh, certainly, there's more to be seen. But do you think we'll see we're, we'll see Wild Turtle again? As a fan, I hope so. But as a other side of the fan, as a fan of Wild Turtle, yes, I really hope so. As a fan of Shopify, please no, like don't mess up this team synergy. You know. Um, he's playing good enough that you don't replace him. Maybe next year, sure, but at least for this year, not, not even just the split, at least for this year, keep him and 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 just yeah. stick with what you decided. You had a project, you brought in Revan, and you were like, you mm -hmm. have full creative freedom. Pick the te team that will that will like do well, right? And he picked people from challenges that he worked with. He picked Bevoy, who he worked with back in, um, you know, uh, Flamengo Esports and Estral Esports and even a little bit on Pain. He's played with him. He, he really respects him. He chose this team. He crafted it. And I want to see that come to fruition. Even if it's a failure of a team, I want to see it, give it a shot, you know? Mm -hmm. At this way, point, it's really hard to say they fail because this team is, you have to watch them play. Don't just follow the records. You have to watch them play. It's a very, very good team. We, Go we ahead, do see Andrea. Turtle on stage though, which I think, which I think it's amazing. Uh, you have seen him. He's next to a coach in Champ Select. Yeah, he's oh, coaching okay. a bit. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, I mean, I'm always down to see Turtle <laughs> whenever I can. Like, he's a great guy. He's a legend in the LCS. He also is in the content, like the content they did with Tomio. The meal yes. content oh, that was yeah. I just I watched that one right before this. It's just, it's it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Those it's guys, hilarious. Those guys here should have their yeah. They should keep doing content with those guys because they're they're really silly. <laughs> yes, yeah. they've uh, never been to a grocery store or something. Like I swear, <laughs> man. Gamers <laughs> uh, go outside. What turtle picked content? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to repost that one because that one won our content of the week for us. Yeah, yeah uh, it was really original. You know, really I thought it well was done. really funny. <laughs> really, really well done. That's another thing about Shopify. They're actually producing content probably more than any yes. other team as well. Like you have teams that have their the heist, for example. Shopify has their rebel mm -hmm. logs, but then Shopify mm -hmm. also has voice comms. Dignitas has voice comms, but then Shopify also does other stuff. So it's like Shopify is, is in it to, to build fandom and that's something that not many teams, maybe they do take it seriously. They just don't know how to do it. And I think Shopify understands how to do it. Yes, uh, they are. Uh, I agree 100% with that. It's it's really helping the engagement and the jersey. So Ooh, the Chinese Euler one? Oh, man. Oh, I wish I could have yeah. got one So cool. Right? All those things look so pretty. Like their graphics and the, the stand they put out like with the, the envelopes was so beautiful. I was mm. really impressed. I recently joined the Shopify Discord, and, so I've been hanging around there. Yeah. Okay. I. Th I. Yeah. Actually, I do have their Discord. Yep. Yeah. They have an event coming up. Uh. But to add to that, right, there is talent in the staff, in the organization, and their the investment. That's what I feel. Uh. There's so much good things that is coming out from this team. Um. We'll talk a little bit about their content game because it's it's on point, but we have to give some attention to our boy Zazel. Yeah. Um, 
Zazel is exactly who you want him to be. So I, I'll address Chime first because you mentioned him earlier. Chime actually was about to join EG before EG dropped the roster. So I don't know that it was necessarily the you know uh -huh. Shopify that didn't want him, but I, I know that he was basically going to play on EG. So um, I also thought that he was going to start, and I was actually making a video for him because I was like, why do you get rid of Chime? And then the, he, he was reported to go to EG, and then EG collapsed. But Zazel... You have to understand like the sort of building blocks of Shopify. You have Fake God who doesn't really talk much, right? You have Boogie who is talking much, but only because Insanity doesn't talk much, right? And so Boogie <laughs> had to learn this whole like new shot calling role that mm -hmm. he didn't used to do. Um, when, mm -hmm. when he first joined TSM, that was Maple's job. Maple was the one leading the game. And you could yes. see that from the gameplay and the champion picks. Mm -hmm. And so you have Boogie not having to really take that leadership role and give it to someone else and you're thinking okay who's the best if it's not the jungle then who is the support and zazel is a very smart player he's um very good at leadership like andrea said before he's someone that can give a very specific vision of how we're going to play this regardless of whether that's the best play you could have done or not you know that when they go into something they're all on the same page and one of the weird things was that a lot of times um Fake God wasn't really on the same page, but I think he's gotten better at that. And so really having someone who can direct a team is very important because a, a directionless team, even if you have really good players, i.e. Carmine Corp, you're not going to win the game if you're not all on the same page, right? And I think that's what Zazel brings, and that's what you kind of need in this team. Yeah. Uh, he is not a stranger. I get to watch him when he was on Cloud9. He had he replaced Smoothie, right, yep. around that time. And you can see how, while mechanically he's not the same, he's we wouldn't, and this might be just me, wouldn't say like he has that wow factor. He is smart, and, and he is what every ADC would want in their support, and he can play around that. Then he, after Cloud9, he became a coach at one point. Uh, so they really value his, uh, his, uh, his way of, seeing the game and, and being able to coach the players up. And it's really a remarkable surprise to see him back. And, and I think it's, it's good to have him uh, in the LCS. You guys got anything else to add on Zazel? He will always, always be the... Oh, what's the champ's name again that I keep... Uh, Zillion. He's a oh, Zillion. <laughs> Zillion. Yeah. Um, just to, to add... Um, Zazel has made two LCS finals. He was one game away from winning in 2019, mm -hmm. and he made it to World Semis, which is very oh. few teams have done. Yep. Or uh, players, no, sorry. Yeah. No, they're not semifinals only. That's in a roster. So, yep. That's true. That's um, true. For all the talents yeah, that they have got, on there. I mean, Zazel <laughs> is not sure of, of achievement. Something interesting about Zazel, by the way, is that he declined LCS offers previously and decided not to play. Um which tells you about how much he's valued that will afford to do that. <laughs> like people and, and, and teams still will try to get him, you know? And it's very, very clear why. I mean, he's an incredibly valuable player. Uh, it's just noticeable, Cloud, as you discuss every single one of these players, they have tons of experience. They've been in the scene for a long time. I think out of all of them, is Fake God the only one that has the shortest career? I have to go back and look. Um, I mm -hmm. think Fake God and Insanity probably started around the same time. Yes, mm -hmm. around the same group. Uh, let's see. Fake God started in 2018. They're all very seasoned, though. Yeah. And 
insanity was already in the scene in 2015. I mean, I'm looking at way before even LCS, that, like they started yeah, but the teams that they're attracting. Some of the experience is worth more than our experience, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It really depends yes. on what type of teams he was playing in. So for it's worth this, they, they bring in a lot of uh, variety too, because like you all mentioned, there was LLA, there was China, there's Korean. They've been through a lot of different regions, whereas some teams only had, you know, one or two region experience. Just interesting. This is a very, very well put together team. And I think they have, they, they, they're, they're not done showing what they can achieve. Of course, one of the questions that come in is from our follower, Magnus Verlas, who asks, what does he think or what does Cloud think Shopify has to change in order to beat the best team in the LCS? <laughs> and he put FlyQuest. <laughs> I mean, change <laughs> nothing. They they're already beating all the top teams. I think he means what does Shopify have to do to beat the not top teams in the LCS? And uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a better question, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They've already beaten everyone. Cloud Nine done. FlyQuest gone. NRG no. The, what's the remaining is if they can beat Hundred Thieves. Which I think they... I have to remember that game. That was a... Cyan versus Aatrox mid. And then they had the Brand Jungle that was had four kills. Oh. And then they... Yeah, they threw that game real hard. That's a Shopify 100. Th- yep, 28-minute game. Uh, could have done better. But then again, I feel like 100 Thieves is also those type of team that really uh, brings the fight to you. Right? They're, uh, that, that was... They get round two after the break. So what do you have look for, looking forward to after the break? What are the hopes? What is, you know, are we looking at, you know, spring still the, that they'll make playoffs? Or are we looking at summer when they will show their final form, so to speak? I, like I said, they win one extra game and then they're in third place. So I, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> but what I can say is that they will make it entertaining. Um, yes. <laughs> but according, they their goals are obviously to make playoff. But as a fan, like if it's between playing all off mid and making playoffs, and just like, uh, sorry, if it's between playing all off mid, not making playoffs, or just playing Ori every single game, making playoffs, losing three zero to like you know FlyQuest or something, I would rather see the all off mid. That's just as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, make it entertaining. Make it fun. That's how you bring uh, the likability. And that's one of our questions to you from Kat in the LCS Discord. But what do you think that's the one thing that makes Shopify likable? They're lovable. When you think Shopify, you think, oh, the Scion mid or like really weird mid laners. You have something to think about. Think of Dignitas. Yeah. What do you think? Nothing, right? Maybe. Exactly. You have to think about it. But Shopify has a brand. <laughs> It has something mm-hmm. that, that you can cling on to as fans. And that's very important if you want to be a fan, right? Mm-hmm. And no, no mm-hmm. hate to Dignitas. I actually think they're they're trying to build up mm-hmm. their players' personalities. They just haven't done it as well as Shopify. And so when you think, oh, why should I be a fan? Why should I watch the Shopify game? Well, because you don't know what they're going to draft. If I say Dignitas, you're like, okay, their top laner is probably going to play Cassante. Their <laughs> jungler is probably going to play a tank because XU can't win on anything that's not a tank. Um, <laughs> you know, their their mid laner is going to play Tristana, Oriana, or Azir. Or, uh, their their AD carries are probably going to play Varus or Ash or Callista, and then the support obviously Renata or whatever is common Nautilus, like th- those champions. When you think Shopify, you're like, right? What's going to come? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. That's such a great they point too. Because posted this 
mm-hmm. thing, their their playlist, the the players selected songs and they're posting them on Twitter. I think that's great. I think more teams <laughs> should do that. I, I I don't know why teams don't do things like that. Like it's literally free. Like it's it's not that much effort and it's a way to connect to the players that it's not you know, I mean it's 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 literally Almost no effort. Come on, guys, just 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 try a little bit harder. So I made a playlist, and every player added songs, and they're posting the songs that each player added, and it's like kind of fun. I remember that I saw a playlist, and immediately it zoomed into the fact that they had a an idol song. That's a K-pop group, the K-pop group that that does vocals for for KDA, and I immediately said, "That's Boogie. That's absolutely Boogie." And I asked them, "Hey, hey, is Boogie the idol standing here?" And, and they were like, "Hmm." You're going to have to find out. And I saw today they posted Boogie's list. And of course it was him. I can totally tell he's a, he's a Nidal stan. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think you brought that great point of this is what makes the team likable, lovable, exciting. Dignitas, Immortals, they had years in the LCS. And, you know, the effort that they put up. Right now they're trying harder, but Shopify is already there. We're loving what they post up there i'm ecstatic to see like things that they release and just uh looking forward to the rebel log like you mentioned that whole uh technically a meal i think that's the the name of it (laughs) technically yeah yeah. (laughs) oh man so thank you so much cloud for just bringing that energy for allowing us to find reasons to love shopify and you know it's not only about the riff it's all the things that they do around too so you know anything uh, you would like to share with our listeners anything that you're working on where can we find you where they can they connect with you and just you know give us a great sign off uh sure yeah I, I like i said i like to highlight player personalities and i do want to make really good content for the lcs so you'll see me doing a lot of things um recently i've been doing a lot of interviews post-game interviews with with people um i'm also have a couple of docu series on some specific players uh in the lcs uh, and then I also have some, like, I asked a bunch of pro players. I actually asked 20 pro, pro players to trash talk Shopify, and they all trash talk them. So that video is going to be up in March, so in oh, a couple weeks. Um, but I also have some longer form uh, videos with, uh, I have a video with, like, a doctor that works with the teams, like Cloud9 and whatnot, on how to how to keep, like, their, their health and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm... I am the Shopify fan. I am making a lot of stuff for Shopify, but I'm also LCS fan. So if you're interested in the LCS in general, uh, you can check me out. It's uh, Cloud Titki on YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Yeah, all the all the places. Awesome. You will definitely find them in the show notes, all the links to Cloud's work. Uh, thank you so much. You are definitely, truly a fan, and we are uh, excited to have you in the scene. Uh, you got anything, Andrea, before we sign off for today? Yes, before we finish, uh, I forgot to mention Tomio. So let's shout out Tomio. Uh, Tomio is the substitute jungler for Shopify uh, Rebellion. And he's actually right now uh, number seven in NA solo queue. He's usually very, very high because he's the GOAT like that. Tomio is a player that I have followed since he was in amateur, since he was playing for Evil Genesis Prodigies. And then he went up to play to uh, for Evil Genesis Academy. Then he went to play to... CNI challengers, these guys, and we are fine. And finally, he got picked up as a sub. And I know he's not playing right now, so it's it's kind of a little bit sad to not see him play. But I'm really happy that I'm really glad that he at least uh, gets a chance to sit behind and watch how a pro team works in the LCS, so that he can learn a lot. And hopefully, we can see him in the LCS soon. 
Uh, also, he's really funny. And uh, if you ever, you should follow. Yeah. Look, look, his, look, look up for Tommy's stream. He's very, he comes with very good recommendations. If you ask contracts or blabber who their favorite streamer is, they are gonna tell you that it's Tomio. So you know, those guys got taste. So you should also watch uh, Tomio on Twitch if you can. That's 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 all I want to say. Um, yep. You have to take every opportunity to pump up Tomio because you know Andrea turned me to Tomio Jojo combo. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> they are really things funny. together. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we are here to continue producing. Um, you know, providing any reasons why you need to be a fan today. We have what I can say a certified Shopify Rebellion super fan, Cloud. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Goodbye, Anna. Bye.